Welcome back to Don't Call It a Book Club. My name is Luke. My name is Dan. We are on to the Stormlight Archive, the first book, Way of Kings, by Brandon Sanderson. Quarter of the way through. Mm-hmm. Let's see, that's up to chapter 17. Into it. Just, I want to I also say, before we get into this, that we have done other books in the Cosmere universe. I think we've done Warbreaker. We've done, we've done a couple of the novellas. We've done Elantris. I'm excited to start on Stormlight. Yeah, Luke, you've read this before, and yes. you've been recommending this for the show for a little while. So Correct. I'm excited to get into it, and I want to start with the prelude to this book. Mm. And just to just to set the tone, I'm gonna I'm gonna take on a take on a roll real quick. Okay, here we go. Boom. Oh man. Oh man. There's fire everywhere, and I'm getting tortured. Oh, this sucks. This is terrible. How long will this go on for? Oh wow. How horrible is this? You know, the only thing that's really keeping me going is that once every ten thousand years, I get to leave this hellscape and fight fight in battle with my friends and conquer and and slay evil with my friends and their great swords with my nine other friends and their great swords and i can't wait i can't wait for that to happen again oh boy oh boy that's what's keeping me going that's what's keeping me going throughout through this pain and all this torture i'm so excited for that to see my friends again oh wow okay it's battle time hey uh guys Guys? Uh, they left. <laughs> oh, okay, they left. Hmm. How terrible is that, Luke? <laughs> okay, so you're, you're doing the perspective of the one guy that gets, that gets left behind. Yeah, these, right? like, these like 10, I think they're heralds is what they're called. 10 heralds, they're supposed to like protect everyone from something. There's this fight that happens. And in the meantime, they have to just suffer in between their fights. And there's 10 of them and nine of them just leave because they're done with it. Right. And right. so, okay. So we don't know, we don't know what they're protecting mm-hmm. us from, I guess. We don't know what this like oath pact or whatever it's called is, mm-hmm. but we know that they're, they're just tortured for a while. And then they and then they fight in one of these desolations, and then they're and then they're back at it. Mm-hmm. I will say, if if you can like just hang out and just have like one of you back in there, I I think you just take turns for like a few a few rounds. Oh, a few millennia. Like you, you're saying you drag out the battle. Well, okay. So it seems like if someone dies in the battle. Or as soon as you die in the battle, you go back to the the torture zone, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then you, you get back on the pain train, right? And then you're you're hanging out there until another one comes, mm-hmm. which is I don't know if however long a few thousand years or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like you just do what they're doing now, but you like make a deal out of it. Like you're, Jeff, you it's rotate. your turn. It's your turn. Us, we're going to have a party for a little while. You get tortured. Next, I'll take a turn. I feel like that's the move. 
granted we don't know we don't know the full circumstances yet i will say yeah i'll also say maybe this guy in the torture zone hasn't come back yet because their nine other friends didn't fulfill their pact you know so maybe he hasn't come back and realized that he's all alone maybe he's still just holding out hope that when he when he finally comes back his nine buddies will be there but but yeah i think this is a great solution just have a rotating clock cycle through who does the torture and that is fair the problem luke (laughs) is the first person that doesn't wanna everyone can just be like well yeah okay i mean what's harold gonna do oh i can't call him harold because harold's the name of the uh what's jessica gonna do she's stuck in hell she's not gonna get us out here right okay i I think i think that we don't know enough to speculate fully about this yeah this is very true um so so yeah we'll we'll have to we'll have to wait to have this conversation later one question though that i want to ask really quickly Mm -hmm. if we're doing this rotation Mm -hmm. do you want to be do you want to be the first one or the last one last one last one for sure (laughs) <laughs> is it a is it a snake draft or is it do you know what i mean <laughs> like do you go one through ten and then at the end of ten do you go back to ten nine eight no, no or no, is no, it no. like it's rotating it's one to ten okay. and then one starts up again and the reason you want to be last luke is for the concern that i already had where if you're the first in you don't know you don't really know how long you've been in there right yeah, you know, because time kind of changes when you're suffering a lot, and so if you're <laughs> the from experience, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think I think we all have experienced that. But but if you're the last one, then you at least know what you're getting in into. If you're the last one, you're like, okay, for the first guy, we all waited a long time before the next person went in, and we were cool with it. So, oh, although with that anticipation, eat at you. Yeah, that's why that's why I'm wondering. I think I would still want to go last. I'd still want to go last. <laughs> that's fair. Okay, let's move on. I I hope that holds up when we get to when we figure out what's going on here. Um, but if it doesn't, that's fine. Um I want to just bring us to this like world. Mm-hmm. Right? Because it's very interesting. I feel oh, like yeah. we normally startup books and in general it's the same or at least similar to what we already know mm-hmm. other than like there being magic or something mm-hmm. um it's like a medieval got, world right 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 but this one we've got a whole different ecosystem right the and, and we've got high storms yes the high storms remind me a lot of furies of calderon in that book Mm. we have the like big storms that come through and so a lot of the infrastructure is built around waiting out these storms but the rest of the setting reminded me a lot of like they're living in a tide pool there's like there's like these grasses that suck in kind of like sea anemones and there's a bunch of crabs everywhere which is fantastic and crustaceans and instead of like, it's kind of funny at first that instead of cows, they just have big hermit crabs. 
Mm-hmm. And it's very unique. Mm-hmm. I think it's very unique and gives it a very fun flavor to this realm. Um, I also really appreciate the the pictures in here. I don't we don't normally get pictures of stuff, but at least in my edition, there were some illustrations of some of these things. And I very much appreciated those illustrations, especially for the one that really stands out to me is the shattered plane, because I didn't have a great picture in my mind of what that looked like. But there's a picture in the book that made it super clear uh, and it looks awesome. It's very yeah. cool. Yeah, those are a nice a nice touch. And I think they go well because a lot of them, I think you can see, are made by Shallan. Mm-hmm. Which is which is a nice little a nice little time. It is unfortunate. This is another time where it's unfortunate to be reading on a Kindle because it's, they're a little bit hard to see. Yeah, but, they uh, are. They but, are. Yeah, I w- I wish that I had had a real one for these. Something that's really fascinating about this world, in addition to the big crabs that are hanging out everywhere, is that it seems like everyone is looking for an excuse to be offended by somebody else's behavior. Let me give you a few examples. Oh, you, you walk on stone in your castles. Absurd. This is, this is heresy in the highest degree. Oh, you listen to drums. You use drums for music. How uncivilized are you? Oh, you don't, cover up your left hand in your sleeve so you can't use it at any point in your day (laughs) what a terrible uncultured swine you are (laughs) everybody is looking for an excuse to be offended by somebody else's behavior okay yes i i think a couple of your examples are just from a certain one culture sure 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 but the culture of the assassin who kills the king he's like you can't walk on stone you can't use stone for your floor uh okay so you just it's a religious thing dan dirt i guess or wood crab meat i don't know we better (laughs) yeah to you okay but to your point on the i think safe hand is what they call it Uh, yeah safe hand (laughs) <laughs> it seems very inconvenient it's such bullshit dude but i will say I, I feel like we have very subjective standards on what can be exposed yes but i think part of the thing with the safe hand that pisses me off is it's like a practicality thing mm. like if i'm expected to keep my hand tucked into my sleeve like it limits what you can do so much. <laughs> right. I can't, I can't, it's going to take me way longer to text my friends because I can only use mm-hmm. one hand. Obviously, obviously. And you got it. Plus if you, if you, you know, gloves are better, but my touchscreen doesn't recognize gloves very well. How the fuck am I supposed to eat a burrito? <laughs> oh man. Am I am I supposed That's to tough. I can't take my glove off, so the the glove is gonna get all juicy. What are you kidding me, guys? 
this eating has got to be the most inconvenient part of this actually now that i think about it right right and okay if you I, if you have a glove i think it's doable right obviously it's annoying that you have to wear a glove on this hand like okay whatever but if you have your hand buttoned up into your sleeve ah oh, eating's gotta suck eating yeah especially like tacos think of cutting anything how are you gonna cut anything okay i think that the so obviously only only women have to cover up their safe hand uh-huh. i think that this is to even out the balance a little bit because from a from a from another annoying standpoint men are not allowed to read yeah that's and that sucks that's so inconvenient i mean they have to get everything read to them we should say we should preface this so we don't get comments uh from our from our three subreddit followers which hey guys uh (laughs) the they're allowed to right it's not like there's a law banning them from doing it it's just culturally expected that men don't read which is wild how inconvenient it makes things so maybe it does balance things out a little bit like okay women you can't use your left hand okay yeah it sounds bad we can't read though so we're gonna need you guys to read us stuff whenever we need some information oh you don't want to spend all your time reading us stuff (laughs) oh that sucks well i don't want to spend all my time cutting your steak for you We've all got to make sacrifices. It's the balance. This is the origin of marriage in this society. And I think it's beautiful. Um, okay. I will say I think this is why people become ardents. Right. Because, like, ardents are not allowed to own anything. It seems like they are owned by people almost. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that they're like slaves, but they're, uh, they don't have much autonomy. They're like servants. I think they're like servants of the church. Right. Yes. Yes. But, um, the reason is you gotta be like just fed up with not being able to read because ardents are allowed to read. That's why I'm doing it. Right. Right. Ardents. The uh, the latest Fifty Shades of Grey book comes out and Ardents are like, I don't want my sister reading this to me out loud, but I really want to find out what happens with the woman and the man who do things in those books. So I got to become an Ardent, I think. Yeah, I think it's smart. It's Yeah, real smart, real smart. I just... Mm. It's wild how offended everybody is by little things to me. And sure, maybe not everybody, but a lot of people here seem to get offended really quickly. I <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to change the subject a little bit and just say I I love this little thing that that authors do where the, the example that I'm using is from Shalon where they like make Shalon's obviously very attractive but in a way that's like out of style with the current society so she can still be like insecure. I feel like that's a very common thing. And I don't know. I think it's kind of funny. Get, what, what do you mean, Luke? So like Shalon, for example, is like complaining because she has bright red hair uh, and like pale skin with like a little dusting of freckles. 
which I feel like in a lot of contexts would be a very attractive, but in this case, she's very insecure about it. Yeah. Because yeah. it's out of style. Right, exactly. Like somebody like this in our world would probably be a very attractive woman. But that she's still allowed to be self-conscious because in her context, oh, people don't like my red hair. Uh-oh. Yeah, yeah, I think it is funny. And sh- like, yes, context matters. So like, I don't think we're saying she shouldn't be self-conscious, but it's funny that she's self-conscious because of her context. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm ready for in, I don't know how many chapters there to be the moment where someone looks past her flaws. Somebody's like, I don't even care about your red hair or your perfectly smooth pale skin. <laughs> I see yeah. deeper than, than that. Right. Wow. It's a good person. How, how that progressive. That's willing to. Uh, speaking of looking past someone's, someone's characteristics to see their true nature. How about those eyebrows though? Ooh, the Thalen guys? Yeah. And, and, and women, I think. I think they... So everybody in... Sh- are we saying Shalon? Shalon? I've been saying Shalon. Okay, everybody in Shalon's chapters has very interesting eyebrows in this city, including the captain of the ship. The captain's eyebrows are what I want to talk about. They're what I want to kind of focus in on. Do you remember the description of the captain's eyebrows, Luke? I feel like they went like a full foot above his head or something like that. They are a foot long, fan-shaped above his eyes. Luke, his eyebrows are, are, all right, a foot a foot above his head. These things are taller than the top of his head. You realize that, right? Yes. yes. These are whiskers. By a lot. I think at this point, they are no longer eyebrows and he has whiskers. I feel like it's more than whiskers. A foot long. Does he gel whiskers, it? Do, do they have to gel them? I think so. I think okay. you have to. Otherwise, these those things are drooping, right? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a good look. Let me say that first. I think I'm a little jealous we don't have as many eyebrow options because our eyebrows stop. (laughs) The style limitations, like we don't have a ton of style choices. Mm -hmm. Right. But you got these eyebrows. I can do a lot of things. Yeah, but do you go one foot long fans over your eyeballs? I could, okay, I get the appeal. If it's really sunny day, you've got a built-in baseball cap. That sounds nice. Mm. And I imagine on the open ocean, that could be useful. Yeah, but you got to think that there's, you're getting caught in a gale and thrown, thrown like across the ship. Your Uh, aerodynamics are terrible. (laughs) Luke, this is a good point. Counterpoint. As a sailor, you need to have a very acute awareness of the winds, and one foot long eyebrows probably give you a good feel for where the winds are going. Mm -hmm. 
and that's why they're that's why they're fan shaped mm. spread out more it's so they can catch the wind yeah because if you're out Smart. in a gale that's strong enough to pull you off the deck by your eyebrows you've got some bigger problems i think mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's fair that's fair what are our thoughts on yeah, eyebrow I think there's tons braids. of good options eyebrow braids yes i feel like you only get one braid per eyebrow okay but my question is do they go down the middle or the sides i would say i'm gonna say sides mm. you you <laughs> luke you're not uh you're not real down the middle like down creative. your nose <laughs> yeah that'd be interesting actually it would be a really inconvenient book. with like assuming they're long enough to interfere with your like speech and eating habits yeah but then you could like incorporate them into a mustache or something i think there's op- i think there's options here i think there's plenty of options and mm-hmm. i am glad brandon was brave enough to include some interesting eyebrow fashions in his book with crabs and crazy spirits everywhere i'm glad he put oh, yeah, eyebrows we haven't even in brought up spren yet yeah which i will say the sprint are very cool, and I like them a lot. Mm-hmm. Some of them would be very embarrassing, though. A lot of them, I think. Yeah. Which one in For particular, some reason, Luke? The, I, don't, I don't think that this is the most embarrassing one, but the one that I thought of that was that like made me think that these would be embarrassing were actually glory sprint. Mm-hmm. This because is- like, they're based on your sense of accomplishment, right? And I just feel like I would do the dumbest little task and feel so accomplished and like 30 glory sprint would pop out after I like finished a two pound burrito and everyone would be like, seriously? And then the whole train clapped. (laughs) Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. This is what I was thinking of for the embarrassing one. I think it would also add a new dimension to any kind of bluffing game Mm -hmm. like when they were playing cards we already saw them playing cards but there's like anxiety spren that show up which like (laughs) i think we would all have a few of those right now um i I think we'd be running thin on anxiety spren at this point in our (laughs) world um full employment for anxiety (laughs) spren but like if you're in a card game and one of those pops up next to you, you're pissed. You're pissed. Or it adds a level of strategy to the game. Okay. Because maybe you can... You've trick- got to be a good enough actor. Yeah, you can trick the spread. It's pretty tough. Yeah, it does take some work. But I think it just it just adds that next dynamic, that next level to the game where you're, you're mm-hmm. like spren reading your other opponents. Do you think in in like plays in this world they try to incorporate Spren? Ooh, this is and like you can tell who's a better actor by how many by the correct Spren that they attract. This is fascinating because I don't think we've realized yet the potential here for a Spren rating system. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because not only do the spren attach to emotions which i think absolutely yes i'm a 12 spren actor minimum that is the minimum number of spren i can conjure with any emotion you want me to 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 do 
but I'm also a 15 spren sculptor. Okay. Because this is what I was thinking of when when Shalon is drawing and she's she's getting a bunch of creation spren around her. Mhm. Right. But the thing is about this is I can't tell if they're if the spren like the amount of spren is based on how good your drawing is or how good you think your drawing is. Because right. that's a big difference. Right. That is a big difference and I think something that we should keep in mind going forward is to keep an eye out for whether or not these spren are objective judges or if they're just going along with whatever you feel like you have done. Right. Right. I, I'm i starting to think it's the latter because, and, and that would go along with your glory spren point you made earlier, especially too because the king climbs this tall hill, this pillar, and gets a bunch of glory spren hanging around him. And like, how do you quantify how how good that is? I assume that had Dalinar won this this little climbing race, he would not have attracted Glory Spren. Right. Or maybe not as so many. I, he might have attracted a right. couple, you know. Right. So I think that at least with Glory Spren, I think that it's subjective to who is attracting them. Right. Right. But like Creation Spren... Maybe not, especially because Shalon says her best drawings can draw out more creation spread. Right. So, yeah, we need like what a about like. What about like pain spread? Like if I get if I'm if I'm a kind of a baby and I get a paper cut mm-hmm. and forty pain spread come out, are people gonna be like, seriously, man? <laughs> Well, no, I think this solves a this solves a problem that we have, right? Where when you go to the doctor and they hold up the one through ten pain scale, you're either going to be like uh, three or ten, and those are like <laughs> the two most common numbers that the doctors get when you when they ask you about what your pain is. Whereas with the pain spread, you can be like, oh, this guy's got forty pain spread around him. This is really hurting him. <laughs> That's true. It is very useful now that I think about it. Yeah, the spren I would like to see used a little more in this world. Are there... Okay, last one, because mm-hmm. we probably shouldn't stay on this for, for too, too long. I got to think that there's a good restaurant rating system here. Ooh, like a yummy spren? Yeah. <laughs> Patrons who come to our, our calamari and a crab claw buffet experience at least seven yummy spread before the end of the meal or your money back or your money back Ooh. and you've secretly hired the yummy spread <laughs> that's how you do it that is smart you'd be like i didn't think it was that good but i did attract a lot of yummy spread there was like 12 yummy spread hanging around me <laughs> so i i guess it was really good i must have enjoyed it more than i thought Okay, something else that's not utilized very much in this world, but I'm hoping we see used a little more, are crab shells. There's okay. not been a lot of material that we've seen that's made out of the like crab shell stuff. Like I imagine you could make some cool armor out of crab shell, chitin, or mm-hmm. something. I just it's it seems cool that we have 
crabs in this world doing cool stuff, but like the only part that they're using is the gem in the middle. Right. And the and the meat, I think. And hopefully <laughs> hopefully they're eating it, but I don't know. Right. I want to see them I want to see like weapons made out of the chitin or some kind of cool armor or maybe a building material. I just I want to see something else made out of this chitin. Okay. Okay. I feel like you're falling into like the Skyrim trap Ooh. of of thinking that you can you can like make swords and armor out of everything and it have like a certain rating system. Mm-hmm. But like they already have steel. Yeah. That's true. I mean, I I do think that you got to have some aesthetic choices mm-hmm. being made right here. Right. Well, maybe and make a scabbard. A scabbard could be cool. Consider this, Luke. Maybe I need a house and one of those chasm fiends has just died, leaves a 30-foot mm-hmm. shell behind. That's a house. <laughs> I'm living in the shell. I've already got one. There we go. It looks great. No need to hire a contractor. Yeah. I think that that's true. So I just, I I kind of hope we see some uses of this stuff. Because there's also like chell, which if we think about cows in our world, we use leather from cows. That's like a common mm-hmm working material that we have and use so the equivalent of that here would be like the chell shells i think they're called chells the like hermit crab things yeah i think it's i think it's a u i think it's chells yeah chells sounds more right yeah but no i agree i agree with you well okay one thing that i'm gonna i'm gonna do the the reverse here one thing that is utilized here that I wish would is utilized in our world. Color coding buildings. <laughs> Seems great. Uh, this big this big island city, we've got like restaurants are green, clothing shops are purple. That's so convenient. And makes for a very colorful city. I love it. Yes, that's true. But you know there's gonna be some cities that try and do something a little different to stand out and then you're gonna have mm. to be like okay i went to the green district because i wanted some thai food and all i see for miles and miles are forever 21 because in <laughs> philadelphia the green district is forever 21 <laughs> just just a bunch just of that store specifically <laughs> right or so, maybe they try to get too specific where they're like forest green is is Thai food, whereas emerald green is coffee shops. It's like ah, uh, I can't tell that from a distance. Right, and then somebody does like a Korean Mexican fusion restaurant, and they're stuck with like a gross brown color, mm-hmm. and they're like, I'm not gonna do that. And then the whole system is is gone wrong. That's true. But I agree with you. I, You know what? I think we could compromise here. Some color coding on like sidewalks would be really convenient. Okay. So like. Like this is for pedestrians. This is for bikes. Is that what you mean? No, like this is the way to get to the yummy Thai food. And there's just a yummy Thai uh, food okay. line. Yeah. 
that that's not impractical uh, in the slightest, I don't think. <laughs> I would agree. So this king of the city with all the bells, he is kind of dumb, right? <laughs> what makes you say that? So this king is told by Jasana, I think her name is. Okay, I think I know this because I've read it before. I think it's actually a silent J and it's Yasna. Oh, yeah. Okay, sure. Yasna. I think. Let's say I'm Yasna. I'm for sure going to get someone correcting me for that. But So Yasna is like, hey, I'm about to do the thing you asked me to, but it's going to be a little bit dangerous. So if you could just step back, then I don't have to worry about. Well, not like she, I don't think she even really worries about hurting anyone, but she's like, you could get hurt if you're too close. So step back. The king's like, I'm not going to step back while my granddaughter's back there. Uh, what? What <laughs> What does that even matter? This king is like the businessman who goes onto the construction site of his New York hot sky, like skyscraper that's being built without a hard hat. And they're like, dude, you should really put on a hard hat. And he's like, well, I don't need a hard hat. I own the freaking place. Come on. <laughs> This is such a specific critique, but I I think it's very appropriate because like I agree with you. What are you doing? You're not special. Just, <laughs> it's not helping your granddaughter to have you five feet closer. Right, right. Like just because you had the golden shovel and you broke the ground on this this endeavor that you're doing, you don't actually know how to fix it or the safety precautions you need to take. Right. Plus, we're going smoke. This is PM 2.5. It's very damaging to your lungs. Right. Like, use your brain, please. I'm glad you brought up the smoke, too. Because, like, if I'm the king, am I a little pissed she turned it into smoke? Mm. I do think that there are limitations. Because it did say that her, like, smoke stone was broken. Sure. Sure. But it also said... Turning things to smoke was like kind of unique and special. And the other things that objects were commonly transmuted into were things like water or grain. Both of those seem like they would work in this situation. A little a little win-win makes some bread here. Yeah, especially the grain. I'm like, okay, cool. I can make this whole block turn into grain and just like have a feast. Then a celebratory feast. Yeah, that sounds great. Instead, I've got to call the servants in to clean up all the soot off of my ancient paintings because Yasuna wanted to vape this rock. <laughs> I will say it was much more dramatic that way, though. Incredibly dramatic. And it was probably way more expensive for the king. <laughs> Because apparently any Maybe. old any old buddy can turn it into grain. Maybe she was annoyed and was like, I'm not gonna do grain, I'm gonna I'm gonna do smoke. Yeah, that that could smoke's be more it. fun for me. Or she just convinced the king that grain wouldn't work. She was like, Uh yeah, but if you get somebody in here who doesn't know what they're doing and they turn it into grain, well your granddaughter could get turned into grain too. Happens all the time. I've seen it happen too many times. Trust me, you need a professional for this job. You need me. 
That's true. That's true. So she can show off a little bit. There we go. That seems like her style. Right. Right. My other question, though, Luke, is it's so she can turn it into anything. And she chooses smoke, which is cool. But is there something cooler she could have turned it into? Right? Like, we already Mm -hmm. talked about grain, but everybody can do grain. It sounds like the claim here is that she can turn it into anything. So, like... Yes. I don't remember if you're limited by, like, what stones you have or not. Mm -hmm. But there's a chance that you're limited. So she's got to have a chicken nugget stone to turn this whole thing into a big block of chicken nuggets. But, like... Is smoke the place we're going to stop? I mean, obviously not. Mm -mm. We can't stop at smoke, guys. Also, I'll say, ah, man, mist could have been just as cool or fog and it wouldn't have had the negative side effects. So like, right. It would have been refreshing. Would have been nice. Would have been cool anyway. But there's got to be even cooler than that. Like we need to go cooler than smoke right right i feel like mm, okay but here's the limitation fireworks i was thinking okay (laughs) i was thinking fireworks but now we have to put a limitation on it because we can't hurt the queen or the granddaughter of the king okay otherwise we're in trouble otherwise it doesn't matter how cool it was it didn't serve its purpose (laughs) so what if just butterflies Ooh. Turn it into something like cool and pretty that flies away. I don't know if you can like create life with this, but it's a good option. Uh, maybe paper airplanes. Sure. Sure. That's an option. That's an option. Or here's another option. Um, what about just turning it into gold? Then, but she's still stuck though. Yeah, but now they're rich. <laughs> so, sounds pretty it's good. Like, I know you wanted to save your granddaughter, but <laughs> I thought we could make a quick buck uh, to pay for her funeral. It'd <laughs> <laughs> be pretty cool. It would be. It would be. Can't put a, You can't put a price on your granddaughter's life, but Okay, that comes close. Here's an alternative. Here's an alternative, Luke. A big bell. They love bells in this city. It's her. She's still stuck, Dan. Um. Okay, yeah, she is still stuck. This is a good point. But now they've got a new bell. <laughs> That's just, you're just describing a sculptor. What? No, a sculptor can't turn a piece of rock into gold, Luke. Oh, okay, I was thinking bell, but okay. yes, you were yeah. correct. That I know of. Okay, here's a cool one. Jello. Ooh. Now she gets to eat her way out. That's true. And you marshmallows. And you, sire, can eat your way in and you meet in the middle. That'd be very cute. What a fun game. <laughs> okay, point is there's plenty of options that we would have liked to see. Let us know. Smoke smoke seemed detrimental. Let us know what you would want. Yasna to turn this block into. Don't tell us about the limitations. Mm-mm. There are there are none in this Don't game. Don't want to hear it. <laughs> I want to move us on a little bit. 
Yeah, we probably should. Something small. Mm-hmm. In this interlude, mm-hmm. we meet our we meet our buddy at the Pure Lake. Mm. Sounds like a great life. Sounds lovely. Just nice and warm. No care in the world. <laughs> and then he meets these guys, and they're like complaining that he's late. He's like, what are you talking about? It's Tuesday. That's like cool as a cultural thing that you like don't care about the time. Mm -hmm. But it's so inconvenient for anyone else. I totally get these guys being frustrated with him. Sure, Luke. Sure. But that's because you're not a you're not a pure lake river rider. Like, sure, they care. Yeah. Got to be annoying for them. But you know what? I just live out on the waves, baby. I don't even care if they're pissed at me. Doesn't bother me at all. Just lets that roll right off his back like a duck in water. You know? He didn't care. That's a good point. It, it is incredibly inconvenient. I will say it would be much more inconvenient if, if he had sent a message after he was already running late being like, sorry, going to be 10 minutes late. And you're like, if you knew you were going to be late, you should have just sent a message before you were late, buddy. So at least he was like, at least he owned it. You know what I mean? At least he showed up and was like, yeah, whatever. I don't know if that's better, but, but, but sure. The, the other point I want to make about this is that, uh, did we catch the uh, name of the guy they were looking for? I remember it was important. <laughs> okay. I I have read this before, but I think that this is this is fine for me to bring up here. Yeah. They were looking for a man named Hoyd. Oh, uh, was this who we the... have met before. Have we met it have we met Hoyd in this book? No. Yeah, okay. That's what I thought it was. Yeah. This is I think our first glimpse of someone showing up on different worlds yes yes because and i think i think we should leave this here Mm -hmm. because if you haven't read some of the other sanderson books then i don't think we want to spoil it yeah but we're gonna we're gonna have to this is gonna happen i think more than this one time in these books and i think we're gonna have to talk about them okay yeah yeah yeah. that's fine and they're not really it's not really a spoiler yeah you're right you're right so Hoyd shows up in Warbreaker, right? Mm-hmm. I think he shows up in Elantris as well, right? I think so, but he's a very like small character. Yes, yes. And in Warbreaker, Hoyd is the storyteller. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So I had assumed Hoyd was a name that the slave was going by. Uh, the slave is the or the one that's truthless okay that's how I, what i had assumed was that hoyd and the truthless one were the same because i was assuming that these people were looking for the assassin of the king um, right because it sounds like he has some important artifact that people will be after people will be trying to get uh i don't know if that's true but feels good to me okay okay 
Sure, sure. Wait, so are you theorizing that, I think his name is Seth, mm-hmm. the guy that assassinated the king. Are you theorizing that he is Hoyd? Oh, I don't know if I love that. I, uh, You know what? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. I think Hoyd might be okay. his, one of his alter egos. Okay. Sure, sure, sure. Perhaps. And I, I will say about this, I don't know who these guys that are looking for him are, but I assume that they are also people from different worlds. Oh. Right? Don't you think? If they're like, they're like looking for this guy, and I think this guy leaves, and he's like, what are you up to, Hoyd? Maybe. That w- that's my assumption. I mean, that sounds good to me. I hadn't even considered that. I don't know who they are. <laughs> I will say. Right. That's so I, why like, I'm not I'm not like I've read these before but I'm not yeah, making theories based off of this. Right. Right. I think the reason I had assumed that they were looking for the truthless one was because the only person that has something that other people would probably be looking for is him. Mhm. That we've heard of so far because he has that little dark amulet gemstone thing from the king after he killed him and the king was like oh it's it's not the people i thought it was coming to take this so that to me says that there's like that is the signal to me that says that's who these people are okay but maybe they're just looking for something else you know (laughs) we'll find out hopefully yeah hopefully we have not mentioned Kaladin yet. I know. I'm I, I'm about to. I think we should get to Kaladin now, huh? Okay. Kaladin is, is like... Hmm. I think we've read about a lot of characters that are like Kaladin, at least in a similar, like, trope as Kaladin is in, where put in a bad situation, but they're, like, very intelligent, and they're they have a lot of willpower and they're going to just like use grit to solve their problems. It reminds me a lot of um Tal actually from our last book. Just the the fact that Kaladin is like put in a situation where he has to just like really work hard to get out. Okay. Like the like his I I think that the determination Mm-hmm. between the two i think is maybe a similar similarity yeah. i i don't know if there's much more of a connection de- than that yes let's say the determination yes but i think kaladin seriously needs to manage his expectations about people <laughs> i think that's like kaladin's biggest flaw right now because he's going around hanging his entire hopes and dreams on the people around him being as lucky as he is. Mm-hmm. And I think he's setting himself up for failure. Okay. I think that that, yeah, that's definitely true. Cause he's going around being like finding the people most likely to die and like hanging his entire being on saving them. Yes. Yes. Which and is very noble. <laughs> it's incredibly noble, but we see where it lands him. Right, like your bets are not going to pay off very often. Uh Uh-uh. And even when they do, in the long run, the house is going to win if you keep (laughs) betting this way. 
At least so far, that's what we've seen. And the two examples we've seen are when he's with the army and he keeps bringing in people to try and keep him safe. It seems like he's trying to keep people safe by getting them to join his crew. And it's like, you're in a war, dude. You're a lot of people are going to die. Right. And he is like pretty successful for a while. Oh, yeah. No question. But at the end of the day, you're in a war, dude. Like your buddy, like if you're trying to save them all, it's not, it's not, it's not going to work that way. Mm -hmm. And you're just going to have like a bunch of ghosts that are following you around of people you couldn't save because you've taken on the responsibility. And now we see him doing it again with these bridge, bridge runners. Right. Yeah. And he's like, he's, he's going to train them to run fast and good. And we haven't seen his plan in action yet. So I don't know what's going to happen, but he's Mm -hmm. already making the claim that none of them are going to die. Yeah. That seems like a high hope that might backfire. I don't know if backfire is the right word, but it's going to be tough to achieve. He's going to be let down. I feel like he's setting himself up to be let down because I get, I get you have to aim high. It's important to aim high. And I think that's a good strategy to success, but I think. Right. So, but you, you, I mean, you don't have to say no one's going to die. You can be like, our odds are going to improve a little bit. Less of you are going to die. That's doable, I think. In a Very month, achievable. in a month, I'd like to be able to know some of your names still. <laughs> That'd be cool. <laughs> Especially because his training, his like strategy as as we can see it right now is like, well, we just have to practice running fast and we can <laughs> we won't get shot. Right, it's hard to see it's hard to see how that helps with their with their issue. Right, especially yet. Especially not just not just we have to run fast and we won't get shot, but if we run fast enough, none of us will get shot. Is what Cowden has promised me. Cowden has promised me that if we just practice hard enough, none of us will get shot by the army shooting at us. I don't know if I buy it, Cowden. Maybe he's got maybe he's got something else up his sleeve. Maybe they're gonna zigzag. Serpentine <laughs> with this giant bridge, they're gonna serpentine down. <laughs> right. That's not gonna get them all beheaded. I hope not. We'll see though. I um. But yeah, I give me give me your uh your board meeting presentation instead of instead of just this this wild claim give me like don't give me the press release by 32 percent right right i want the board i want the call with stockholders i don't want the press release i don't want the commercial (laughs) that you put out give me the data give me the numbers kaladin because it has me worried that kaladin doesn't have the numbers it has me worried that kaladin's like oh no i'm pretty sure i can save all of them right because because sill the the sprint that's been hanging around I kind of helps him out a little bit with this issue that he has where she's like, these guys are at the bottom. There's no, like, if you fail them, that doesn't really mean anything. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, oh, that's so true. I'm going to save all of them. It's like, let's meet in the middle a little bit there. Right. Right. 
the, his friends like, look, I don't want to find you in the rain at the edge of that chasm again in a week when one of those guys dies. So let's please let's meet in the middle. Kaladin does seem very cool, though. He's very he's very good. Yes, Kaladin does seem very cool. I keep forgetting how young he is. Mm-hmm. In my head, my picture of Kaladin is like a 30 year old man because of the like life events he has been through already so far. Mm-hmm. But in reality, he's 19, which is yeah, which is wild to me. And so every time we're reminded of his age, I'm surprised. Right. He's a he's a college sophomore. Yeah. And I have talked to college sophomores before. Very different. That's got to be another barrier to him getting these people to follow him, right? Right. They're like, you don't even know how to cook for yourself. You've never filled out your taxes, okay? (laughs) It's going to be hard to relate. Yeah. Which is key. But he's done it before. That's true. Um, And... I assume that we're... So we know that his little brother died. Mm -hmm. Which is tough because we just got a chapter about how adorable he is. Yeah, he seems great. He does seem great. I don't really have much more on that. I'm just like mentally preparing myself for that scene. Yeah, I think it's kind of nice. I think I appreciate Brandon for being like, oh yeah, he dies. Don't worry about it before Mm -hmm. so we already know what we're in for when when the little brother gives him a neat rock that makes right because we can we can (laughs) because we can spread out our our sadness yeah right right it doesn't we don't have to get like we can still get emotionally attached but we can like temper that a little bit Mm -hmm. with the knowledge that it doesn't all come crashing down later right exactly Exactly. So we'll see how that happens. Uh, my guess is that... You know whose little brother is not great? Oh, yeah. Shalons. I, I don't know if it's his little brother. It's the Shalons' guy that tears older legs off of This the guy sounds terrible. <laughs> I don't think I intended that pun, but you know what? We're sticking with it. Yeah. Yeah. Also, this guy is trying to pretend like he escaped undamaged un- from his father's like physical and mental abuse as he's tearing the limbs off of small animals. One of the lines that he has is like, oh, I'm the only one who escaped unscathed. And he's like literally tearing a crab in half alive. Yeah. This guy sucks. It doesn't sound like you did. We didn't, I didn't love reading about that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm hoping that Shalon doesn't go through with it. Now, you obviously can't speculate on this because I'm sure, you know, there's more in this book about whether or not she actually steals the the thing. But <laughs> my hope is that she realizes that her family sucks and is just like, cuts them loose and is like, I'm done with them. I think I'm done with them. Because she does sound kind of delightful. Mm-hmm. So that's my hope for Shalon. Okay. She cuts him loose. She, she bonds with Yas- Yasna. Mm-hmm. She bonds with Yasna. And just becomes a smart boy. 
becomes a smart woman because none of the boys Sorry. in these books are smart because they, <laughs> they think it's dumb. I don't know. I don't know if our listeners know this, but I use boy as <laughs> genderless. I use the B-O-I boy. Okay. All right. Well, I will continue to, to challenge that, Luke. It's actually, I even use it as not. I use it for inanimate objects as well. But, <laughs> yes, we, <laughs> we do like Shalon, I guess, yeah. is the point. Yeah. So... So yeah, we're hoping we're hoping she she takes a turn and decides not to steal this super cool infinity stone gauntlet thing. Mm -hmm. But oh, maybe she is bad, just like the rest of them, Luke. Could be. I don't know if we can say that all of them are bad. The one uh okay, that's fair. That's fair. We can't say that all of them are bad. The one that we have met, definitely not a good guy. I mean, I would say he needs some therapy. Okay, you know what? This is a fair point, Luke. I think they all could use some therapy. Maybe instead of spending all this money on their debts, they should just see get a good Yeah, cat. take the L. <laughs> Declare bankruptcy. Get out Re of there. Restructure your assets. Go see a family counselor. Seems like that's the the right call at this point. Right. I have a feeling, Luke, we're going to find out pretty soon what Shalon gets up to. And I'm excited for it. We all are. And you know what, Luke? We're also going to be coming back next week with Hot Takes. And more dumb nerds. <laughs> <laughs>